1: Toby Nguyen, Army Daughter, North Carolina Psalm 39 I said I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin I will put a muzzle on my mouth while in the presence of the wicked So I remain utterly silent, not even saying anything good But my anguish increased, my heart grew hot within me while I meditated, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere hand breath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom in vain they rush about heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be but now lord what do i look for my hope is in you save me from all my transgressions do not make me the scorn of fools i was silent I would not open my mouth, for you are the one who has done this. Remove your scourge from me. I am overcome by the blow of your hand. When you rebuke and discipline anyone for their sin, you consume their wealth like a moth. Surely everyone is but a breath. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Do not be deaf to my weeping. I dwell with you as a foreigner, a stranger, as all my ancestors were. Look away from me that I may enjoy life again before I depart and am no more. Jeremiah 11 verses 1 through 17. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Listen to the terms of this covenant and tell them to the people of Judah and to those who live in Jerusalem. Tell them that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is the one who does not obey the terms of this covenant. The terms I commanded your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the iron smelting furnace. I said, Obey me and do everything I command you, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. Then I will fulfill the oath I swore to your ancestors, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you possess today. I answered, Amen, Lord. The Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Listen to the terms of this covenant and follow them. From the time I brought your ancestors up from Egypt until today, I warned them again and again saying, obey me, but they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubbornness of their evil hearts. So I brought on them all the curses of the covenant I had commanded them to follow, but they did not keep. Then the Lord said to me, there is a conspiracy among the people of Judah and those who live in Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors who refused to listen to my words. They have followed other gods to serve them. Both Israel and Judah have broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. The towns of Judah and the people of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to whom they burn incense, but they will not help them at all when disaster strikes. You, Judah, have as many gods as you have towns, and the altars you have set up to burn incense to that shameful god Baal are as many as the streets of Jerusalem. Do not pray for this people or offer any plea or petition for them, because I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their distress." What is my beloved doing in my temple as she, with many others, works out her evil schemes? Can consecrated meat avert your punishment? When you engage in your wickedness, then you rejoice? The Lord called you a thriving olive tree, with fruit beautiful in form. But with the roar of a mighty storm, he will set it on fire and its branches will be broken. The Lord Almighty who planted you has decreed disaster for you because the people of both Israel and Judah have done evil and aroused my anger by burning incense to Baal. Romans chapter two, verses one through 11. You therefore have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them, and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath. When his righteous judgment will be revealed, God will repay each person according to what they have done to those who by persistence in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life, but for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile, for God does not show favoritism.
0: days finally come. After 22 months of investigating the sitting president, a special counsel has turned in uh, a report. I don't know if we know how long it is, um, but over the weekend, the attorney general decided not to file charges, which followed the recommendations. There's some question as to the obstruction stuff, um, but it the investigation of the counsel did find uh, no evidence of um collusion um and uh didn't press charges for obstruction but kind of left the door open and the A G then um decided I think it's final decided not to pursue charges. Um a lot of people um have made their mind up. Uh, I was reading just an onslaught of articles yesterday, um, about the the whole process and the report, but um statistically, I guess polls show that people you know kind of had their mind made up um that before the evidence that may be in the in the Mueller report um before the evidence is even received um the the tendency has been to already know um and whether that's if you think he, the president is guilty or if you think that the investigation was kind of a setup, um, it's most likely that you had your mind made up before the report came. Um, and that's, that can be a problem because um, one of the earliest sins, in fact, I think the earliest, um, was deciding not that, um, hey, I don't like my brother, I'm gonna kill him, um, but thinking that, well, We know the difference between right and wrong. We can judge um, between what is good and what is bad. Um, And that happens to be described in the book of Genesis as kind of like being like God. Um, And the danger, of course, is that we're not God and that we can be wrong. Um, And so it's a better practice or personal policy to reserve judgment as long as possible, um, indefinitely if, if you can, um, because if not, not only will we be judged as we judge either harshly or maybe leniently, um, but, uh, there's this, there's this tendency, um, the Old Testament call, um, Having a hard heart, that despite the evidence, that we won't be convinced, um, that we won't uh, give the benefit of the doubt of, for other people, and then we'll get upset when the benefit of the doubt isn't given to us. Um, so that the, the whole you know thing isn't quite over yet. Um, the AG has made up his mind, but now Congress has got to decide what to do and. Of course, the American public will also decide what they think. Um, But the church, uh, the body of Christ here in the world, here in the United States, that's undergoing this whole process, Um, I hope, and I hope that we all hope, that we'll reserve judgment, that we'll uh, concern ourselves with deeper, more salient, and more important matters than... Um, than some of the things that we get ourselves caught up in. The Verdicts, a poem by Rudyard Kipling. Not in the thick of the fight, not in the press of the odds, do the heroes come home to their height, or we know the demigods. That stands over till peace, we can only perceive Men return from the seas, very grateful for leave. They grant us sudden days, snatched from their business of war. But we are too close to appraise what manner of men they are. And whether their names go down with age-kept victories, or whether they battle and drown, unreckoned, is hid from our eyes. They are too near to be great, but our children shall understand when and how our fate was changed and by whose hand. Our children shall measure their worth. We are content to be blind, but we know that we walk on newborn earth with the saviors of mankind. Thank you for falling into Pew, Pew HQ's first formation where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash first formation. You can sponsor morning prayer for pew pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.